0: Hello, you're listening to Fish Food, a podcast for entrepreneurs who started working for themselves to build companies that grow into thriving businesses. Here, we provide bite-sized accounting and entrepreneurship advice in 20 minutes or less. I'm your host, Keela Hill-Trawick, and whether you're acting as your own accountant or looking for a new one, this podcast is for you. Welcome to the show. Hey, welcome back. All right, so if you're new around here, even if you're not, you may be surprised to learn that I am not necessarily a fan of the consistent pursuit of growth. While I understand that it's necessary and helpful to make more money, what is more interesting to me is sustainable growth. This idea that you have a cap that fits your life, after which point you're no longer interested in the grind and the hustle and the pushing. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to go at it alone. You still need to hire help. And so today's episode is about when to hire. When you're thinking about scaling in whatever way that that means to you, how do you know when it's time to develop a team? Let's jump in. So here's the thing. Most people wait way too long to hire. It's out of desperation. By the time you are hiring somebody, you are in a place where you're like, I just need your help. And the reality is by the time you do that, it's generally too late. You should have hired them like a month, two months, a year ago. And a lot of people don't because of margins. It can be really difficult to think about bringing on a new person, which is also a new expense, and trying to make additional money in order to cover their costs. And so most people will say, eh, never mind. I can do it all myself for now the first thing to know is that you doing it yourself isn't free. It may seem that way because no money is going out of the door, but there's an opportunity cost to you doing all of the work without being able to delegate some of that so that you can focus on what you got in the business to do. For example, if you're doing your own accounting, every hour that you spend doing your own bookkeeping and taxes and all of that is an hour that you're not spending getting new clients, building relationships, making content you don't get unlimited time. And so we wanna make sure that you have space to be able to do that by hiring partners that can support you. Another reason that people tend to not hire is that they think they're not ready. You may not be ready to be a leader or a manager and it can feel kind of daunting to say, I'm gonna bring somebody else on the team when I don't feel like my back end is in order, newsflash. You can hire somebody to get your back end in order. A lot of us start our businesses working out of chaos. So we start from a place of like, I am just building as I go and I'm trying to figure this thing out. But what if you could level set a foundation that allows you not only to add a team that you can delegate to, but also to make money easier? I can't tell you how many people I've seen send PDFs of proposals or invoices that we then have to follow up to figure out how to pay you. That's a few days that money could have already been in the bank for you. So what should you do? First, invest in automations. It may not necessarily be time to hire a whole person right now, but you need to start setting up the systems and processes that they're going to take on for you when it's time. And that means that you need to invest in software and platforms that make it easy for people to work with you. That's everything from signing your contract to viewing your proposal to seeing where all of their stuff will live um, to obviously paying your invoice. You also want to use any integrations that work in your favor. So if you use an accounting system like QuickBooks, how much time would it save you to have your invoicing platform talk directly to QuickBooks to put that invoice over there? So let's start there. There is software that will support you, but it'll only take you so far. At the end of the day, we need people. So what does it look like to hire new team members? Here's the thing. You should only be doing the stuff that you're the expert at. That can be hard to think about when you first start, but especially as you start growing, you have a finite amount of time and the things that you want to focus your time on is not the little stuff. You need to hire that out for somebody who can just focus on that and again, probably do it faster than you can. You don't want to hire somebody just to help you. You want to hire them to own a process. I heard Jerisha Hawk say a long time ago that when you first start hiring at a certain kind of uh, revenue point, you're hiring limbs, right? Task doers. I just need you to do this thing. And that's how a lot of people start hiring their teams. If you could just help me by taking these three things off my plate, I can take care of the rest. But... Our clients are really looking to hire brains. So the difference between limbs and brains is task doers versus process owners. You are really at a place where you need people to be excellent. The thing with a small business that's staying small is you do not have time for mediocrity. Everybody needs to be a star and you want to hire them so that you no longer have to be focused on that so that you can implement a review process to ensure that standards are being met, but you don't have to be the sole person who executes. When you're thinking about hiring too, don't just think of them as an expense. They should really be opening you up to be able to make more money. A lot of times I will think and talk to my clients about how can this person enable you to make more money so that the money that you're paying them is coming out of new money. So think of it this way. You're looking at your margins now and you're like, I cannot afford to pay this person $2,000 a month. But what will they free you up to do so that you can get another client or upsell a client or create a new offer that will get you that $2,000 a month so that their salary can come out of that? There should be a return on your investment. This is not just a matter of you paying an expense without anything coming back. That time that you're getting back is money on the book. Let's go back to software for a second, because you need to know what you're hiring for. Remember, we're not hiring limbs. We want somebody who's going to take over a whole process. And that means you got to brain dump some stuff. You've got to get some stuff out of your mind to create processes that somebody can come in and help with, yes, but they got to have a foundation. And the main way for you to be able to do that is start dumping what your process looks like. Create what our workflows, whether that's on paper, um, or if it's in a spreadsheet, or in a system that you use. How do clients get to you? How do they start working with you? What does the process of working with you look like? That way, by the time you hire somebody to help you, they know what they're stepping into. There's nothing worse than stepping into a place where you thought you could help and nothing Exist already. You know more than you think you know. Give yourself credit for that and write it down. In addition, it can get really tempting to be CEO and now I'm going to hire this whole team of people because I need a DOO, I need a director of operations, and I need a manager of this, and I need a C suite of this. But, like, do you? Like, Are you overspending and trying to make it so that your business mimics a corporation? Let me tell you something, hundred thousandaires do not have the same problems or the same needs as multiple millionaires, billionaires in some of these companies that we're trying to mimic. And so you need to figure out what is the most important thing for you to hire for? What is the most valuable task or process that they can take off of your hands? And again, what is that allow you to have space to be able to do. But that may be two people, not seven. Hire as it feels like it is time, but don't overhire at the beginning because it also hurts to have to let people go. Even though it is a necessary part of how businesses work, to the extent that you can plan for that in advance, the better. This also helps your budget. If you can start hiring people and seeing what they can take off of your plate, you can budget for when the next person needs to be added to your team. Now, real talk, that will not always be the case, right? A new project will come in and a new client will come in and you'll say, oh my gosh, I need somebody right now. That happens. But what about the things that you can plan for? How can you make it so that your team is best structured for the work that you want to do and the way that you want to show up for your clients? Here's the other thing. Think about what you're doing. Do you need to hire or do you need to let go of a service? Do you need another person to help you or do you need more ideal clients? and less that are not really aligned with what you offer. Really be serious about that because what you do and what you're building is going to be supported by the people that you hire. And so you need to have a clear focus on where you want your business to go and what type of work that you wanna do so that they can actually be supporters of that. It's really hard to do that if they get in and realize that they're servicing um, a plan of service or a tier of service that you hate. You don't have to do that. It might be that you need two people instead of five because you got rid of a service that took a bunch of extra contractors and employees that you really didn't need. So what are we going to do? We're going to brain dump our processes. You're going to lay out all of the ways in which your business works. And you're going to determine what you hate, what is hard, what feels like the part that you're like, man, anything but this. That's what you wanna delegate first. So when you're thinking about what am I getting behind on all the time? What doesn't get done because I never feel like doing it? That's the person you are gonna to wanna to bring on the team. Finally, start there. Decide who to hire. One at a time, two at a time, then stop. See if they work. See what's working and what isn't. How does onboarding feel? And what could be easier for the next person to get gets added to the team? At the end of the day, even if you're staying small, you need a strong and mighty team behind you in order to serve the clients in the ways that you want to best. There's a lot to think about financially, mentally, emotionally. You're going to take on a lot of new things in thinking about being a CEO of a business that now has people that are relying on you for financial support and mentoring support, teaching them how you want your business to work. But really, it's the only way to stay sane. If you want to avoid burnouts and breakdowns, delegate. And though that's easier said than done, once you have it in place, I promise you are going to enjoy your business so much more. Thank you for joining us today. If you like what you heard, I've got good news for you. We're supporting you all over the Internet. Check out our Instagram at LittleFish Accounting or our website, littlefishaccounting.com for guidance, resources, and ways to work with us. Plus, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to make sure that you don't miss a future episode. See you next time.